So which one does you think misses Russ the most? Because I know for me, like, I haven't stopped crying, I guess, since he since he told us that he wouldn't be on this episode. Like, he texted us, like, hey, guys, just had a baby. Uh, so happy, the miracle of life, and I finally get it, and games don't really matter, and that's the secret that you learn when you finally have a child, and you feel that happiness and joy in your heart. I just started crying mm. right then, and I really haven't stopped. Oh, wow. Have you been in contact with him? Not at all. Oh. Not aside from that one text of him saying he would be missing. Cause, and I started to text him. I was like, hey, man, congratulations. Welcome to fatherhood. It's such a big thing, and it's got a huge leap in your life. I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. But then I saw that The Mole was on Netflix, and, mm. I, started to, and I just started to watch The Mole instead. So I did not end up actually texting him to congratulate him. I've been, te- te- I've been texting him, like, a lot. Yeah. To a point where I'm sort of like – are you sure you're doing everything you need to do? As right. A, as a father, you know That's what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Because no, I think he's already so he's much. he's already dropped the ball just because of how much you've been te- you've been texting. Right, exactly. I, I actually have an explanation for that because I haven't been texting him at all, but yeah. I have been taking care of him, his wife, and his child. Um I cut right. the umbilical there cord. It is. Yeah. Um, yes. He he has been changing his child's diaper, but while doing that, I've changed his diaper. Yeah, and yeah. I I know that you've allowed his son, uh, you've sort of been a wet nurse to him, allowed him to sup at your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that's fantastic. That's awesome. I think that's lovely, dude. That's so. <laughs> hey, a lot of dudes like you and me and Griffin wouldn't be like so comfortable to let a young baby, another man's young baby, sup at their teeth. And I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. Hey, do you guys think it's wild that he named his baby Egg Sandwich? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the year. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best games of the year. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best games of the year. Russ isn't here. Jokes aside, congratulations, Russ. I think the three of us are joined in uh, overwhelming our joy support. for our boy, Russ, Russ Freshdick. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely listening Papa. to this show. That's definitely, he's definitely for sure listening, 100%. Uh, first download, first in, last out, definitely. Um, so this is the besties. It's a, uh, it's a video game club. And just by listening, you, my friend are a member and, uh, we're so happy to have you. We're, uh, going to be taking a look back now. Uh, we moved so fast through all these huge releases of 2021 that we wanted to take a second, slow down and just see where we're at right now and kind of make, this is our, this is our idea. We kind of want to do a uh, utterly non-binding because Russ isn't here. But no. if we were kind of making, a, and we don't even do the uh, the brackets like this, but if we were to make a, an eight, you know, an elite eight right. of the games that are out so far this year, what would make the cut? Hmm. That's it. That's what. That's all we're gonna do. So we're gonna go through the episodes that we've done so far this year, and probably uh, you guys might have some other additions that that we didn't. Uh, touch on so that would be uh, I'd love to hear those as well y'all you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track 
especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Let's take it all the way back to our first episode of the year. Who can remember the first it, episode? It couldn't have been a big one, huh? I uh, should be looking massive, at a list of it. It was a massive one. Was it? But it was a technical, technically a 2020 game. Strike it from n- strike it from the record then. Just because we're tardy, that doesn't mean that the no, game No, that everybody but we didn't consider it for 2020. Oh, yeah. damn we're, it. And we're, we're not going to consider it for 2021. Oh, is this Cyberpunk? It's, it's Cyberpunk, baby. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk I feel like is a real clean miss uh, and a whiff. Have have you guys gone back to Cyberpunk I, at all? God no. No, I didn't realize also it just made the news that it just got added back to the PlayStation Network store. Yeah. I did not realize it had Y'all. been off the PSN store for oh, the whole time. Yeah, Did you see the video long. of it on running on a PS4? On a PS4, looked, like a core PS4, not a PS4 yeah, Pro? Or, yeah, it looks like No More Heroes, like on the Wii, where it's like, we, That's have a big, dope, we, have a, actually. we have a big open world, but there are no cars or people in it. That they sounds just all awesome. left. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's, weird. I mean, I think from all of January... The game that stuck out for that month was Hitman Three. That is, yeah, definitely yeah. one of my. I, I because that game turned me on to the whole franchise, which is awesome because of the way that it also encapsulates the whole franchise, and you can go back and play all the Hitman games uh, with the like sort of Hitman Three style and mechanics. Uh, that I mean, that was the game that I basically played more or less all the way through February. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is, that is high on the list for me for Goaty Contender at this point. I think it kicks ass. Uh, we, after Hitman 3, which I think definitely makes this list, it's fantastic. Uh, we dipped into some early access stuff that maybe we will return to. Of the games that we talked about in this, in this episode, Teardown, Ender Lilies, Subnautica, and Everspace 2. Subnautica Below Zero, Technically out, have talked about it. We'll return to later yeah, in, in this uh, in this recap. I think. Yeah, I love how much this feels like a clip show, but we don't have clips. No, it's a clip <laughs> show without <laughs> clips. Uh, of those four, I think Ender Lilies is the one I've been thinking about the the most uh, because I think it's coming out very soon, or is it out on Switch? It's out. Oh yeah, it's out on Switch this yeah. week. Uh, wow. I I I have been playing it and. Um, it was obviously not 
finished when we were uh, playing it for this early access episode and just have just this simple act of having that big very beautiful metroidvania on on the switch is really scratching the uh the hollow knight itch um that the specifically the hollow knight silk song itch that has become a more or less a perennial rash just it won't go away until they finally acknowledge that that game exists again but ender lilies is uh is is it's a good ass metroidvania it's uh it's it's fantastic. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to put a little bit more time into it because I just started this week. The other one that I would call out uh, from that list for people who may have missed the episode is Teardown, which is a heist game, but the world is made of voxels and you oh, can right. destroy everything. So the entire hook of the game is to create these kind of lines um, throughout a city of destruction where you can rob an entire kind of, I don't know, factory or a boat town. Uh, all within a certain amount of time. Because once you start the heist, you set off an alarm and the clock starts ticking. Um, that is one of those games, kind of like Hard Space Shipbreaker from last year, where I am trying to put off going back to it as long as possible because I want to go back to it once it's in like a, a really polished and final state. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I got to spend some time with it early on, but I, I think it needs like a little bit more. The, uh, the next game we need to uh, adjudicate here, Little Nightmares 2. Completely forgot huh. about this little, yeah. this little gem. It was kind of cute, though. I kind of dug it. I mean, it was t- it was not cu- cute. is not the word I would use to describe it. I, it yeah, grot- I just grotesque. mean in the sense that like it didn't ask a lot from you, and I, yeah. and I think that it was a pleasant little thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoy a game like that. I don't know that it... it it hits that top eight mark for me, uh, but it, maybe it would be different if I like had a lot of experience with the first one and was like very like was anticipating this game at all instead of it being just kind of like a a nice little a nice little snack. Yeah, I feel like there have been a few games like this this year that you know I feel like a hypocrite because we often bemoan the lack of like the mid tier game. Yeah, right. um, we've actually got some in the form of Little Nightmares too, and. Um, what is it? Uh, what's the two of us game? Oh, it takes two. It takes two. Yeah. Um, and and neither of those super clicked with me. I liked Little Nightmares too. Hey, we gave him the besties two. bump. We did the yeah. best we could. We gave hey. him the besties bump. And that's we talked huge about for that's huge, huge for, that. for that. Even when we take like a huge shit on the games, like the people who make the games are like, wow, the besties bump, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um. CD Projekt Red like sent us emails like you guys really you guys and Ron Funches were like so mean about our game but if we got that bump from you guys <laughs> and we sure do appreciate it. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, the game was no longer for sale on the PlayStation. We could not purchase store. the game. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I I I enjoyed that game, but it, it is it has not necessarily stuck with me. Uh, and similarly, and this one's kind of a surprise to me. I feel kind of the same way about the next game we covered, which was the which was Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. That game, I I played that game for like a few days and did enough to like uh, talk talk about it on the show. And I've even tried, Henry's like getting into games, particularly Mario. Um, and I thought like, hey, this is the new colorful, you know, fun Mario game, I bet he'd be interested in watching it. And even, even that, like, it's, I, yeah. I have not really returned to it. It's not, it did not make the uh, splash uh, that I thought it would. I, I will say I was uh, in a similar camp. And then after we recorded the episode, uh, I went back and played more Bowser's Fury, which I really liked. 
as yeah. a as a exercise. Like Bowser's Fury is a very smart, fun way of like making the the experience of playing Mario like structured in a way that feels meaningful, and it and it actually solves a problem that I have with a lot of Mario games where it's like. I'm not someone who's deep into just like churn through the levels and you know, I'm not motivated as much by like get your best time or, you know, get the most coins or whatever. Uh, but by putting this in a world where like you could unlock stuff and the world gradually changed the farther you progressed in it. Um, it really sort of like made progress feel meaningful in a way that like a lot of Mario games don't for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, a, a very quick positivity check for our yeah. dear listeners because I know people love listening to our show because we love we love those video games and it might we sound like we're a little them. blue but there's a couple things that I think are like worth considering about about this year one we're coming Russ out isn't of here global. right now Russ what? isn't yeah. here right Russ, Russ isn't here right now he always bullies our spirits uh, right that, that's true also um uh we're just coming out of a pandemic so a lot of games got bumped so there just yeah. weren't as many big games and we'll see a lot more of those in the second half um, the other thing, and we'll get to this when we get to uh, the reader mail, which thank everybody, thank you to everybody who who sent stuff in. There were a ton of small games, yeah, oh, that were sure. great this year. The um, the uh, top game, according to Metacritic, like with a bullet, is a house called that uh, is a game called The House in Fata Morgana, uh, which is a visual novel. It has a ninety eight. I'm Metacritic, and I have not heard of this title, uh, let alone have I not uh, played it. So I wish I could get down with the visual novel thing. It seems like it'd be so fun. Uh, can't just can't get there. So yes, that is a great plant, a point plant. Um, and there's also like a weird kind of calculus you have to do when you make a show like ours, where it's like even if one of us is very passionate about something, if it's not going to be something that a lot of people like the broadest segment of the audience are going to want to hear an episode about. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense to do a whole episode about it. Yeah. Um, because you know, we have to keep making the numbers. It's, it's the number one. <laughs> it's a real behind us. the scenes episode. Yeah. Wow, we've got to, yeah. we've got to keep churning out the huge numbers. <laughs> um, you know what was, so, uh, I, does it make the list though? Cause so far we got Hitman three in March. So I'm like, I think does it tentatively, Tentative. Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury makes the list. I sure. I really enjoyed it. So the next unique individual game of the this year that we uh, we touched on was Loop Hero. Yeah, this one's big. This one's big for me. Love, I really love did me. Loop. Love me some love Loop Hero. I've been Hero. I've been jonesing to get back into Loop Hero, and I'm curious, like, if they have. That seems like the kind of game that if they add a new character class or they add, you know, even some new cards to the mix, like I will want to dip my snoot right back in there to see what's going on. Uh, it's also the kind of game that I wouldn't mind starting over, kind of knowing now what I know about how it works. Like it seems it's that I think about that game a lot. I think it's definitely up there for me. Yeah, I've come to like. I'm trying to train myself to appreciate games like this. I, I used to get really mad at games that I could feel were wasting my time transparently. And this is a game that like, oh my gosh, it it takes your time. It puts it on the bonfire and it lights a match. It just burns through your time. Um, and it, it, it has all the addictive hooks. But... I don't know, I, I, especially again, kind of coming off the pandemic and dealing with my own anxiety. Um, 
I think there's part of me that's like, yo, that's a that's a me problem, not a the game problem. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I need to learn to be able to like chill out and and be okay with like the idea of relaxing for the purpose of relaxing. God, it's really plant. You know what, bud? I struggle with that every time. Like, it's like I've been on the hunt, right? Pretty much constantly for years, but like certainly more this year as my anxiety has started to like be pretty bad for like, it sounds so stupid to say it now, but like games where you like learn something, right? So like games where you are getting some sort of actual skill and not just like having playing a fun video game. <laughs> like it's not enough for me to just be like, oh, this is enjoyable and pleasant and I like doing it. It has to be associated with guilt. So like I'm like looking for like maybe there's something where it's like I'm also gonna learn like the metrics system. <laughs> or Man. You know what I mean? Like maybe Y'all something are. that can like teach me something while I'm also playing it. Yeah. That's a defunction of that's a a, a fault. In, that's user error. A fault in <laughs> your stars. Yeah. No, I just like to bonk the dudes and watch the number go up. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what you, I don't know what the issue is. I think Loop Hero absolutely rips ass. I I, I, I think I think it definitely deserves a spot. I love our, Loop Hero. That was eight. not what I ended up doing was doing things while I was playing Loop Hero. I and had that's to fine. like. I think that that's the I way that to, it, it's okay to engage with it in that way. So that's why I feel like it doesn't necessarily waste your waste your time. That's why I actually yeah. was going to say um, is that it. I feel like because it is designed to allow for that sort of approach. Like yeah. if you want to go off into another tab and watch videos about woodworking, and then you're like, oh fuck, I was playing Loop Hero. I'm dead. Yeah. Okay, I'll start over. <laughs> um, it's it does not it does not want to penalize that. Um, Right after Loop Hero, now you're gonna have to help me with this one, Plant, because I did not. Uh, it's, it takes it's, two. It, it takes two. I neither played this game nor listen. I, I listen. I did not listen to the episode. Really busy. Wow. Really so busy. busy. Don't really. I'm not a podcast wow. guy. Wow. Um. A lot of people love this game. I think th- so. Again, the way this game works, it's, it's it is uh, co-op exclusive. You play a, a married uh, couple who hates each other, um, and you have to learn to love again so that your child can apparently grow up in a, a home that is uh, atomically correct. I, um, can I say before you get into it? Cause I just want to say, as an outside observer, it seems like this is a weirdly divisive one. Like, yes. in a way that vi- most video games aren't a lot anymore, it seems like that we kind of have a consensus for like, it's pretty good, but it's not great. This one feels like has some very vocal, like, critics and proponents. I, I think it all boils down to how much of a stomach you have for the story. Like, I think the gameplay itself is beautiful. I, I mean, the visuals are, are like, very striking. It, it has a lot of cool stuff. You, you're itty bitty and you're going through kind of honey, I shrunk the kids type of backyard and house. Um, and for the most part, it moves at a, at a good clip. Um, and the puzzles are, are, are pretty fun. There are a few moments that are like, oh, wow, they've really figured out something new with co-op. And I think anytime you do something like that, it goes a long way towards making yeah. people who want more co-op games to get super hyped. Um, but I, I find the story like, truly awful like i i I find it like a a a profoundly toxic um experience is it Um, awful i don't know how to necessarily like is it awful in the sense of like the 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 narrative doesn't function or is it awful in the sense of like you feel like the lessons that it's defining are like pretty reprehensible i think uh, a a few different things Uh, on a purely does it make sense in like 
<laughs> Aristotelian structure. It's pretty solid. Whoa. Like, competent, competently Love written, it. right? Um, but in terms of what it is saying about marriage and family, I find it doesn't work. In terms of how it is setting up like relationships between people, I don't think it works. Um, and then there's this like truly an annoying um, book of love who I, 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 I think I have come to understand why this character is in the game, which is you would hate the characters you're playing as. You would truly despise them if there was not something even more annoying than them. <laughs> but by putting this character there, you're like, cool. Like, I, we can all agree that that guy sucks even more. And that will, that will bring us together. Like, that is how we will find, we will find love again. Um, I also just, the tone is so all over the place. Sometimes it feels like it is a game for like five-year-olds. Other times you were like brutally murdering a toy while it begs for its life. Um, awesome. I love that shit. Yeah. It's love wild. It. it is one of those games that like, honestly, especially if it is on Game Pass or EA Play or whatever. Yeah. You should play it. Like <laughs> you should play it because it's just... It is one of those games that, like I just can't believe it exists. And I think I... Honestly, I probably would have even liked it better if I went into it just knowing, like, hey, the story, you're, <laughs> just ignore it. You know, <laughs> skip the cutscenes. Just play this to see all the absolutely bonkers stuff that happens. I think it would be really, not really, I think it would be enjoyable in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the story just did not work. So for now, I think uh, we leave it off the top eight. But, yeah, it sounds like it. But I think this is a game that I would like I would like y'all to try before the sure. end of the year. And yeah. I for the for the listeners, like, you know, at the end of the year, we always do a bracket that gets a few games into our final bracket based off of, like, listener preference and gets us to reconsider some games. If everybody who listens to the show likes it, I'd be happy to, like, revisit it and give it another shot. Sure. Really, really like this game. The next <laughs> one is not so secret, though. And I feel like this is one that's a walk, and that's Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, baby. That one's just going to get on there. Now, Griffin, you can finally kind of kind of drop your pants and uh-huh. <laughs> do whatever it is. I don't have a metaphor. Yeah, but, I don't. Know, just it, whatever the metaphor up. is, it's not going to involve me disrobing. <laughs> no. Um, no, this game absolutely is, is so good. It's so good. I can't believe how good this game is. I, with every new update, they keep adding new monsters, and that is enough to like bring me back in and get me crawling towards some new armor set or some new thing. Um, it's just every weapon is so tight. And this was I I uh, I played like three main weapons in Monster Hunter World, which I played hundreds of hours of. And then in Monster Hunter Rise, I am playing completely different weapons because it's all fucking good. Like, it's all very, very, very good. And uh, this is this is my game of the year by a pretty huge margin at this point. I think it could be unseated by uh, something that hits in, in, in a different way. Uh, something maybe a little bit more narratively satisfying because God knows Monster Hunter Rise didn't scratch that itch since it didn't have an ending when it came out. But uh, it... it it condenses down everything I like about Monster Hunter and then put it on the Switch in a time where, like, that was all I could really play. I think it came out, like, a few days before Gus was born. Um, so, like, there were definitely a couple nights in the hospital where I just didn't sleep because the baby didn't sleep. Uh, and it was... it it It's... I like Monster Hunter Rise a lot. 
I think it's very good. Yeah. I don't know that there's much else to say about it. No, it's good. I, mean, it's I know that for us, Russ, I think it's probably up there for Russ also. So absolutely, he would, he would. I know he would support this decision. If you've never played a Monster Hunter Rise game, and people are <laughs> always, the question is always like, "Is this the one?" Here's what I'll say: No, but it's never coming. It's not going to get better, happen. folks. Yeah, that game's not. It's you know what that they say: uh, uh, time in the market beats timing the market. Ooh, that's, that's good juice. That's very accurate for Monster Hunter too. Yeah. Just go ahead and fight the bullet. You're not going to time the perfect entry point for this. For me, it reminds me of uh, the Dark Souls games where I don't always finish them, but the more I play them, the better prepared I am for the next one. And it seems yeah. like I've heard that with like Monster Hunter 2 where people are like, oh yeah, World was the one I tried. I kind of got into it. Um, and then they tried, you know, rise, and suddenly they're like, "Oh, okay, now I definitely get it." Right? Yeah, um, so. for sure. It, it, I think I think that that makes a lot of sense. It took me a few to get into it, but it, I never thought of that before. But it it makes sense that it's like kind of cumulative. Maybe you can't enjoy the first one, right? It's like the yeah. Assassin's Creed of like you're just getting the basics. You're not gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah. But next time that you've got enough of the basics. My, my yeah. first one was like Monster Hunter Four Ultimate on the Wii U, and I was like. This is nothing. And then the next game I played, I think, was Monster Hunter World. And that was the one that I like. Or Monster Hunter Ultimate. One of the 3DS games. Okay. Uh, I think we can skip Outriders. I think we all agree that that is. I have heard that that game got a patch recently that is. I, I don't know that it addressed sort of um, the technical Outriders things. whips ass. And it's oh, okay. definitely going on this list. Whoa. Are you kidding me? Wow. You know how much Outriders I played, guys? No. It's gonna, I'm going to have to go ahead and say that it's a lot of Outriders. Which is very is a very fun game. Um, that is very stupid. This <laughs> I mean, is like, shocking to me. It's unthinkably stupid. It's a great, you know, uh, not unlike Loop Hero. I mean, they're basically clones of each other. Basically. Not unlike <laughs> Loop Hero. It's a game where I can, like, do something with my good brain and let my reptilian brain, like, shoot aliens or whoever you're shooting. Right. I just remember it being pretty fun. I haven't dipped back into it uh, because it had a lot of weirdness with... Uh, your your gear getting deleted and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's know. that's the update that I've heard is that they've uh they've opened up the like fun weapon fire hose and did the like opposite of the thing that uh these always online games do. The opposite of uh holy shit, what oh Anthem. Where Anthem was Anthem like uh oh people are having fun. They're having too much fun. Get those guns out of there. Uh they're doing the opposite. So I'm 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 curious to dip into Outriders. Um then we talked about Grand Theft Auto for like a hundred years. Can I put um, Outriders on? Nah, well, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, I've got the dock in front of me. We can always take it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this meaningless list that we're using to structure this segment. Yes, we can take it off. Uh, Pokemon Snap, I didn't like at all, but I bet you guys probably did. Not, I, not particularly. I really enjoyed it. I think more than everybody else on the show. Yeah. But I haven't gone back to it. Yeah. Um and I have I don't really have any desire to go back to it. Do you feel differently about it Returnal, which was the other game that we discussed this week? So I I have not actually played much Returnal because I have been waiting for that is another game that I have on my wait till all the patches get added. Right. Um, because there was a lot of drama around saves and actually yeah. being able to save your game and I figured I would wait that one out. I, How about y'all? I I had a very interesting experience with Returnal that not very interesting, but uh I I played it a lot and got extremely frustrated 
it is a very frustrating game. It is it is a kind of game you talk about that like oh I've wasted my time that sort of broken part of my brain that feels like games have to be edifying in some way they can't just be fun. Um, I, I it is not uncommon to have like an hour and a half run that just gets undone in fifteen seconds of bad luck, um, and that is absolutely infuriating. And uh, to a point where I was like I can't play this anymore i'm not doing it i'm gonna stand up and walk away i'm deleting the game from my ps5 i can't deal with it anymore yeah but then (laughs) like flash forward to a month later and i'm like it was kind of fun yeah i might just dip back in and just real quick see if i'm like somehow magically better at it and the skill loss was so bad that it was like it was so much worse than when I had quit playing. <laughs> yeah, which is I Jeff Gersman on on Giant Bomb said the exa- had the exact same experience where he's like I tried to dip back in the the it had gotten so much harder because the skills were so much worse that it was like impossible to get back in. So like I it very kind of frustrating because like I like a lot of the things Returnal's doing. The guns are cool. The story's kind of interesting. It looks great. Um, I just wish it was a little bit more uh, accessible for me, a commoner. Yeah, this this came out while I was sort of on on paternity leave, and we had a we had a very difficult time with our second child, uh, and in many ways still are having a difficult time with him. And so, like, this was the opposite of the kind of game that I was able to play at the time. So right. I still have not, I have not dipped into Returnal because I was kind of waiting for it to get patched. And then guess what? Other games started to come out that were very good. So I I, I just yeah. haven't I haven't taken the time yet. I'll speak for for Frush on this. Hey, I'm walking here. Bagels. Um, I liked it. It was too easy. I beat it all real fast. And all yeah, you gotta do yeah. is get the one good weapon. And that's that it's sounded like a recording not that of far him. Off. Yeah. yeah. Russ is so irritatingly good at video games. I know. <laughs> video I know. games. It's it's just wild. when you think you're like making a little bit of progress, so it's just like, yeah, I beat it and I moved on to the DLC oh. and it was too easy. I, I played Binding of Isaac with him because that was a deal after he played uh near Hanamata, and I was like, I don't have much time for this. He's like, don't worry, we'll play co-op, and I will literally just run you through the game. <laughs> so he How just sweet. like literally dragged me through uh, a run of that game like an hour. Uh, it was great, great is game. That, hold on, is that uh, is that new? The new stuff is out. Switch? I think out on Switch too. Uh, yeah, the next one we had was kind of a a, a recap thing. Uh, we talked about. Uh, Subnautica Below Zero, which I think is a very baby, baby, cool. baby, baby, wait, wait, wait. A baby, baby, baby. Are you really you skipping oh, you're the right. best I miss Resident you? Evil. Resident Evil 8 is absolutely a slam dunk. I think we called it the best Resident Evil game yeah, ever. Yeah, we talk, we've talked about how it's the best Resident Evil game for three episodes, so I don't know that we have to belabor the point necessarily. Yeah, it's I a good game. I just want to put it on because it is yeah. absolutely good. We had... <laughs> he told my dad <laughs> dad was looking for something to play dad somehow was playing the Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance the uh, remake, remake that or, just came out yeah yeah and he's like how's this and, we're, and Griffin's like it was good on PS2 and dad's like okay not new huh and <laughs> Griffin's like you should check out Resident Evil 8 no, Travis, Travis is, the, Travis Travis is said obsessed it. with Resident Evil 8 you should check out Resident Evil 8 and dad's like do you mean Res- is this a trick? Do you mean Resident Evil like from 1996? <laughs> like, no, Dad. This is a franchise that has been going on for fucking <laughs> 25 years. So Dad just like became aware of the first Resident Evil. And was like, bye, <laughs> never play this again. <laughs> I hope um, he played it. He might like it. I I think that this is like, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really, really good. good. I kind of um, want to be playing it now. It's it's really great. Um, 
so the games of spring had Subnautica Below Zero for real, for real, uh, Near Replicant, the Mass Effect Trilogy remaster, and Clap Hands Golf, which I think we should put on the list because if we didn't, Russ would be upset. I know he's deeply into it, but he's not here. So oh, and, and, and I'm also, and also de- that I, I, me game, me Topia. It's also very good. Yeah, me. That was the next. That was a week. different episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, um, you mean across all of that? Yeah, I mean, I would like to say that probably Subnautica does not make it because I feel like I really, I think it's very cool. I don't think it's different enough no. from the first yeah. Subnautica. Um, New replicant unquestionably makes questionably the top eight. is on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. It is. It is extremely good. Like I, I know that we've had like kind of up and down conversations about it, and it has its flaws. But compared to the stuff that we're talking about, it is very good. And a, a number of people on Twitter have asked us to do an actual near replicant episode. I think we might hold that until Frush is back, since he he did all the muscle work of playing automata but uh, we'll get around to that eventually griff have you you're not like no tell i mean tell me when we're gonna do that and i'll finally do my i'll finally do my near my near time uh just go ahead and get it start playing it it's a fun video game yeah that's cool replicant (laughs) is fun i mean replicant is fun it's like a little bit it's not it's not like hard or weird or inaccessible or anything it's just like it's just i don't know it's just a good video i I think you'll enjoy it griffin once you get i think i will too i think i will too for um, sure. Uh, clap hands golf is it? I don't clap know. hands golf. We can it, leave golf. off because we're going to talk about something else at the end of the episode. Wow. Okay. okay. Uh, what about this me thing? I completely missed. No, that. I, don't, I don't know the Metopia charts. Sorry, yeah, Metopia. No, no way. No. Uh, and then I think then we did our Resident Evil series, and then the whoa, what? Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Right. Yeah. I think is is definitely on there. Also, I think that's great. I've I think I've almost beat it. I stuck with it. I think I've almost beat it. Um, it's really good. Yeah, it's a very good <laughs> I don't know, game. it's just like so fun to play and the playing of it is very good. <laughs> it's just very enjoyable to play. I feel, you know what, I will say this. I a, t- a tip, if you've not gotten into this game, which a lot of people probably haven't and will eventually because they're, they can't get a freaking PS5. Um, I think I probably paid too much attention to leveling up weapons um, because nothing the game asks you to do demands very leveled up weapons. Right. And so I, I think I probably played with weapons I didn't enjoy as much in the hopes of like grinding them up to their maximum level. And I wish I just like stuck with the guns I like because it is not it is not required that any of these guns be leveled up. Um just play and have fun because it's very fun. Um, um I just um, dropped in Slack the games. It looks like we have eleven on this list and we can take off uh oh we're gonna take off clap hands. Again, this is not legally binding. I did not have. I feel like Ender Lilies. I mean, I we're going to talk about that at some point, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's out now. Like, it, it just came out on Switch and and I and started consoles, kind of playing it. So. It's like it's like one of those. Um, okay, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Hitman Three Teardown, but maybe Teardown we take off. That leaves let's, us. Let's to, actually so, just talk about what we know we're going to keep. That'll probably okay. be easier. Hitman 3 for sure. Hitman 3, Monster Hunter Rise, Resident Evil 8, yeah. near Ratchet and Clank. L- Loop Hero for me. Loop Hero. So I would like to include Loop Hero in that list. That the so only that the, us- the only two that uh I have as sort of question marks then are Bowser's Fury and Outriders are the other two. I just don't have the experience. I feel like Ender Lilies is too new, Teardown is too early. 
and we like we might go back to to check those out. But this is again yeah. a completely meaningless thing. It's meaningless. Yes, it's absolutely meaningless. But not not any more or less meaningless than any other ranking that we do on the best. Right, that's yeah. fair. I, I I love clap hands. I don't want to uh, scare anybody away from playing more of that game. But there is a little game called Mario Golf coming out at the end of this week. We're going to talk about it next week. But, the, but by the time this episode comes out, the game will be out. So you can yes. now say that this game you've been t- secretly teasing like is yes. so dope is has been Mario Golf. We, I think we, I think we actually cut that from last week's episode. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because they were worried about It was about so us. obvious like what game you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. Okay. Um, yeah, I am extremely into Mario Golf and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. I Let's think- leave clap hands then. Let's give it this moment. You know, if it's about to be obliterated from memory, <laughs> then let's give it this shining moment. Well, is there room for it? Uh, I th- I think so. If we bump Bowser's Fury or Outriders, those are the two. I think bump Outriders because I was alone in that and put clap clap hands on there. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, yeah, this is a good this is a good list. So yeah, if you want to get if you want to play like your heroes the besties, the games from the first half of this year, the the eight games from the top, first half of this year. Uh, but n- except for not Russ's opinions, Hitman Three, Mario Three D World, ba- plus Bowser's Fury, Loop Hero, Monster Hunter Rise, Clap Hands Golf, Resident Evil Eight, Near Replicant, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Good, not bad. You know what? Not a bad year for. It's been slow, I'll say, but there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah, for sure. Know? Um, I think that we should see what the our friends at home are talking about. Maybe after a quick break, because I bet they know some stuff we don't. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts... And you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's 
secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution? Save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Our friends at home have also played games that we didn't tell them to play, which feels like a betrayal, I guess. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I, the taste makers. I thought we had an agreement. Um, but, but they're like the fifth bestie, you know? That's they're bringing true. The, that extra bit we need. And we needed their help this year because uh, if you look at our list, not enough indie games. And we've no, got yeah. some good small game recommendations on on the listener mail. Absolutely. Um, I'll dive into these right now. The first one is from Cameron. Uh, Monster Train's last Divinity expansion has now pushed it into being my second most played game of all time. Otherwise, the roguelite slot machine game, Luck Be a Landlord, is a lot of fun, and Alba was a charming experience that I 100%ed in an evening. I am 50% certain that Cameron is Justin. Um, because this just sounds like another excuse for Justin to talk I, about Monster Train. I Monster Train fucking rules. I did it's, not know uh, there was an expansion out for it. Yeah, I'm gonna go play it now. Uh, Monster Train rules. Grifflands rule. Those two games both rule. I got a new. Hey, if you like those, I got a new one of those coming up for you at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. These other two sound really good, and yeah. I haven't played them, but they sound. I know Russ has been banging the Alba drum for a while. Uh, yes. Right. That that's one that he's discussed. I might grab that on Switch. Um, Roguelite slot machine. Luck be a landlord. That sounds good. I haven't I haven't checked that out. It sounds good. Uh, up uh, after this, we have from Rain Cloud. Uh, Backbone finally released this year, and I am in love with it. The combo of detective, furry, and gritty aesthetic has me hooked, and the twist was unexpected. Uh, did any of you get to try this game? No. Uh, help me understand this. I've never heard of it, but Google says that it was released in 2019. So I think that might have been when it um, popped up on Steam early. Let me pull it up really quick. Okay. Uh, you are, yes, uh, Steam. I was born on January 1st, 1964. That's definitely true. Um, <laughs> uh, this is like, it, it is a like a pixel uh, noir aesthetic. And this it looks, looks incredible. Like, yeah, it looks awesome. I, it looks like you're like a raccoon detective in this very beautifully lit pixel city. Dang. Y'all, I think we need to this play this game. Cool. It's rated M for sexual themes, strong language, Hell and yes, use of drugs. That's my shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> I am. That's gonna, my thing. going to give that uh, a try. Uh, thank you, Raincloud. Uh, okay, after this. Here is the game that I, I am embarrassed that it is taking me this long to play. Uh, from Keenan, 
Chicory, A Colorful Tale has been such a great game for me. While the gameplay isn't really much to write home about, the presentation is spectacular. Uh, the music from At Kirain, incredible. The writing, humorous and heartwarming, definitely my favorite adventure game of the year. I have heard so much good at, stuff. At, at Kirain is, is Lena is Lena Rain, the uh, composer for uh, uh, Celeste. Just just in case the, the, it mentions a Twitter tag and not a the name. Uh, cool. After this, we've got um, from uh, our boy Frankenstein. Uh, Cruelty Scott, Cruelty Squad is a bonkers, low poly cyberpunk immersive sim developed by one dude and released earlier this year. It's rough around the Holy edges. Shit, guys, real quick, just go, just look at something of this quick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God! Here, look, I'll link you. Here, look at the thing I'm looking at. Shit, yes. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This is um, Justin. Can you describe what you're seeing? It looks like if it looks like if you <laughs> if you put if you put it looks like those like 420 meme like a deep fried yeah, meme. What, a deep fried meme, yeah. It's, yeah. It looks deep like if you took meme. <laughs> if you took a Chex Quest and put it in yes. a haunted microwave for an hour, <laughs> and then took the disc out. This looks amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna go download this. This looks unhinged. Uh, yeah, it's described really as great. an immersive power fantasy simulator with tactical stealth elements set in a sewage infused <laughs> garbage world. <laughs> oh god that's cruelty squad that looks great thank you um, boy frankenstein uh after this we got uh Catherine said an airport for aliens currently currently run by dogs is one of the funniest and most heartwarming games i have ever played uh this looks great i yeah. i have been like meaning to check this out forever and i have a feeling this will be a game that we talk a lot about quite a bit in the second half uh, of the year. Uh, we also got from the smallest possible E, Overboard by Inkle Studios. It's a short visual novel style murder mystery game, but you're the murderer and you have to wiggle your way out of it. The gameplay is what? looping short runs through an eight hour day with dynamic characters, conversations, and outcomes. It's super neat. This game is on Switch, y'all. And like, I really need to prioritize this. I have a big road trip coming up and I'm downloading it ahead of it uh, because Inkle... For people, uh, Justin, you, you're you're a big Inkle fan, right? Um, hold on, I'm clicking the the to see. I like, yeah, I I think that they have done some really cool stuff. I've not played all these, but like, uh, they 80 did eighty days. days is like the yeah. a triumph. The sorcery games are very very cool, but yeah, these are sort of like visual novel, interactive visual novel, more interactivity than visual yeah. novel usually uh, indicates. I think, but yeah, Justin, uh, did this, you? This just Talk came out Overboard? on Switch, I think, right? It, it's I, I I think it came out on uh what personal computers a, a little bit ago, but yeah, this I've never fantastic. played this. I'm th I'm sitting here feeling like a lot of my the ways that I used to find out about video games have have failed me. Like I don't, I'm not hearing about these great games. I'm very frustrated. This is the first time I hear about. It. I mean, thank God for y'all, I guess. Um, tweet at me more with your fantastic game recommendations. I yeah. Um, lastly here, Going Under, which released a work from home expansion in January. 
This is by Agro Crab Games. Great design, gameplay, music, but from Shiki Dom Shiki D is is the recommender here. It asks the question of what if Hades was less sexy and edgy? Hmm. What if weapon durability mechanic in Breath of the Wild was more fun? One of those sounds Some good. Some questions that I have not pondered before, yeah. but sure. <laughs> Uh yeah, this looks good too. Uh, these are, hey everybody, thank you. These are yeah. uh, this is this. I'm I'm finally hitting a point where I can start really putting uh time into playing some some honest Scott video games again. And and now I feel like I have a big a big delicious platter of uh of games to dip yeah, into. It's very exciting. Um, Y'all, what else have you been playing? Uh, I got I got one real quick. Talked about uh Monster Train. Talked about. Some of those other ones, uh, I want to highlight Rogue Book, yeah, which is from the creators of Feria, one of the dudes who did, uh, or Richard Garfield, one of those, one of them dudes from one of those guys that created Magic the Gathering worked on Rogue Book. Um, and it is a deck building game where, oh boy. The big evolution here in terms of these types of games, there is a deck building game. You have two characters that you're playing and you choose which two you're going to take out with you at the beginning, similar to Monster Train in that regard. And each character has different decks that do different stuff. That's one. That, there's a character that's more like block focused. There's one that's more like uh, attack focused, whatever. And you learn how to like use their skills in conjunction with each other in ways that their skills like can kind of play off of each other. Um, the thing that's really interesting about Rogue Book is uh, normally in these games, the path that you go through on each discrete adventure is pretty linear. There may be like one or two different paths you can take. Rogue Book is on an hexagonal isometric uh, map that you use ink to reveal. So, exploration of the map is also like part of the gameplay mechanics there are like towers that you can find that will uh blow open a wide area of the map uh when you finish regular battles you'll get a little bit of ink that you can use to maybe like create a path over to another area that you see that you'd like to explore but basically in addition to and then like a lot of these times these wide open areas you'll just find like a healing potion or some gold or something that is like uniformly positive. So you want to be able to explore as much of the map as you can uh, because you're, you're uh, finding things all throughout the map that are increasing your skills. So in addition to just like cards and like getting more cards as a way of like marking progression, it's also enticing you into battles by with this promise of like, I'll be able to reveal more of the map and, uh, become like more able to take on the challenges that lie ahead. Um, it's a very, very, very good. One of those, uh, came out June 17th. So it's pretty new rogue book. All one word rogue book. I'll, I'll make it brief. Cause I feel like I'm turning myself into, uh, uh, just a sort of a character. Uh, there's, there's a meme in the Final Fantasy 14 community and it's like copy, pa copy pasta of, have you played Final Fantasy 14, the award-winning MMORPG with a free trial up through level 60 and the beloved expansion, uh, Heaven's Word? I'm turning into that guy, but I am, I missed a lot of that game because I'm a pretty late adopter of it. Uh, two of my favorite Final Fantasy games ever are Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy 12. Uh, both of which are set in uh, like the same world of Ivalice. Uh Vagrant Story also takes place in there. Uh, I've always really liked that that stuff, and there is a whole like 
side story, a whole expansion of Final Fantasy XIV set in Ivalice that is essentially an expansion onto the story of Final Fantasy Tactics. Like it builds on the actual canon narrative of of Final Fantasy Tactics in a way that is like so rad. I just finished it up uh, yesterday and uh, that, yep, it's a good ass game. And that's it. Can I it. get a quick uh, playtime check from you, Griff, on Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, I've been playing it in a little half hour chunks, so it's not as mm-hmm. it's not as terrible as you think it would be. Because I'm not. Here's the thing: I'm not playing it like What's I, the number though. Uh, probably like a, to like ten hours. Nothing big. Uh, probably like five or six hours. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is I haven't gotten hooked into like the uh, the end game loot grind shit. Like I'm just playing story missions and stuff like that, which are fairly respectful of your time. Uh, and uh, yeah, having a, having a good time with it. I, 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 to see two of my favorite Final Fantasy games that don't get a lot of sort of lip service uh, become sort of playable in this way again is, is, is I want you to say, I want you to force us to do an FF14 episode hey, baby. so I can justify. Endwalker comes playing. out this, this, this fall wrapping up the, the, the whole Heidelin sort of storyline. Uh, I think we're oh, all man. Even saying that you saying that one sentence was enough to turn me off of the idea of playing this game. Oh no, you don't want to hear about the convocation of 14 and their summoning of Zodiac. <laughs> oh my God. Justin. Chris Land, save me. It's important to admit when you're wrong, and this is me admitting I was wrong. We spent like a couple episodes talking about the Zelda games, and I was a little bit sour on Breath of the Wild because that game really pushed me away at a certain point years ago when the weapon durability stuff got to be too much and all the cooking and yada, yada, yada. Y'all, I restarted my save this week. I finally did it. Went Are you back. playing regular regular mode or uh, master master mode? Yeah, I'm playing regular mode. I'm I'm oh, okay. trying to have fun. Um, I mean, I think master mode is more fun. Though. Oh my gosh! I restarted it, um, and so far it is magical, man. Like, it, it, of course, it's uh, it, this isn't a surprise. It's a great game for everybody. But there really are some games that I, we talked about this with Monster Hunter, where knowing the basics going into it from the top just makes it more welcoming and accommodating and you know how to like, I don't know, make the most of your time in that world. And that is my vibe with Breath of the Wild right now. Um, I'm just like blasting through it. Um, everything just works. A lot of the things that um, were, I don't know, maybe it was cool that they were a little puzzling back in the day. Now it just kind of makes sense and it makes it easier. And I, I'm really, 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 really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, I, I that is... A reminder, again, that our, our opinions are fluid. So maybe It Takes Two is going to come back in the second half of 2021. Maybe. I can feel it, maybe. You never know. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, Russ has been playing parenting. He's been playing dad. I'm sure he's doing a great job at it. Next week, Chris Plant, set it up. Uh, next week, we're playing uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. And I am so hyped to talk with you all about it. Justin, it's an action game. You, there, there's, there's an entire area of the game that is like Breath of the Wild, but golf. It's wild. I mean, here's, here's my dream golf game. Someone at the beginning of the game, Bowser comes out and he's like, I have an announcement. Golf is illegal. All golf clubs are swords. <laughs> if they started like that, I'm like, okay, now I'm into it. Now I'm in. Like, the goal of it is to play golf at the end because you use your swords to get your golf clothes back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so where where can people find us, Justin? 
uh, they can, you know, anywhere they found us already. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> right. if they're hearing this, they found us. Uh, please help us to share the show. Uh, support the some of these smaller games that we talked about this week. That's a that's a cool thing you can do. Uh, check them out if they sound like something you would enjoy. Um, you know, that's a tough tough beat trying to be an indie game developer. So get out there and support all those uh, smaller games. Um, I I. I Realized earlier that I was dismissive of Ender Lilies. I've just barely played it. I, I'll probably continue to play it. It's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks good. I'm not. I'm not dismissing it. Uh, that is going to do it for us f- for this week. Oh, we're at the Besties Pod on Twitter. You can follow us there if you want. That's where we do a hell of have a lot of these discussions. So it's a good place to follow us. Uh, that is going to do it for us for this week. So until next time, my name is Justin McElroy, uh, and be sure to join us again next week for the Besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends make the world's best game? Bestie!